Welcome to Humans of Twitter, a podcast where we discover the stories behind the people behind the Twitter accounts. People that are interesting, opinionated and surprising. I'm your host, Steve Malk, and today I'm speaking with someone who describes themselves as co-host of At Junk Time AFL Pod. Humans of Twitter is their stories in their words, in a little more than 140 characters. Please welcome today's edition to the Humans of Twitter list, Michael Chamberlain. <laughs> G'day, mate. How are you? I'm well. Uh, Chambo, in social settings, how do you introduce yourself? Uh, Michael. Michael, yeah, I get a lot of, uh, yeah, I'd get a lot of Chambo yeah. um, when people introduce me. And I just find that a bit uh, a bit uh, informal, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, so I say, my name's Michael, yeah. Um, but people eventually will get onto Chambo, I find. Yeah, very quickly as well. Mm-hmm. People I don't know will get onto very quickly. And I didn't get that nickname until like, you know, five, six years ago. No one called me that. Like even, you know, through high school or the like, um, yeah, no one ever thought to... Short and Chamberlain. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a nickname in high school? Uh, I was called um, uh, Chinna, actually. Which is, and, and I don't really know the evolution of it, but m- all my schoolmates would call me that. And yes. a lot of parents would call me that too. Wow. Yeah, so there'd be different people who would call me that. Um, it's kind of like two halves. So my comedy friends all call me Chambo. And then yeah, the, in the high school nickname. But um, yeah, that was like everywhere. Teachers would call me that. <laughs> do, you, do you mind being called Chambo? Uh, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not fast. I'm not fast. It's a bit easy though, isn't it? It's, it's a very bit, it's a bit simple. You know, come on guys, put a bit of effort in. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But isn't that the Australian vernacular, the knee jerk, is to so. just take any multi-syllable word yeah. and, make it, and make it to it best? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, and I, I'm guilty of that myself. Even when it's not convenient, I will still add an O onto something. <laughs> yeah. Weird and wonderful nicknames for friends. Yeah, at an O, at a C. Yeah, yeah, a... yeah. Or oh, just call him Farkhead. G'day, <laughs> <laughs> Farkhead. What are you passionate about? Well, it's football at the minute. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the finals are on. So my team was playing last night. Hawthorne was playing last night, and they did a bit of a number on Adelaide. Um, but I really got it. It really would be that and comedy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and the work I'm doing. I find I don't really have many, um, too much hobbies, yeah. or I don't do much, by the fact I kind of work or whatever, and so, and uh, it's actually noticed when trying to write new stand-up by the fact you go, oh, I haven't got any stories, <laughs> oh yeah, it's because I haven't gone anywhere outside of an office for the whole year, <laughs> so uh, so I need to go on some adventures. What, is, what does work look like for you? This year's been a bit different by the fact I, I spent, what was it, from about April to September at, um writing it the weekly at the ABC, Charlie Pickering Show. And then for the two months before that, I spent um, in our South Africa. Because uh, nice, I went yes. over for um, I'm a Celebrity to Get Me Out of Here. So I, uh, so that they are quite different locales. Distinctly different offices. Yes, yes. One was... Uh, one's, uh, <laughs> actually, there's probably more better technology at the African one than there was at the ABC <laughs> office. <laughs> at least there were plates... At South Africa. They don't have plates at the ABC <laughs> office. You go to the kitchen, there are no plates. I just want to put my lunch on something. There are no plates. Bring your own plate, Chambo. Um, but uh, yeah, and so the South African one, we're like in uh, delightful air-conditioned portables with all the mod cons. Yeah. Nice. So they're quite different, yeah. <laughs> what was it like writing stuff for Celebrity? Oh, it was cool, man. It was cool. Like, it was... um. It was really interesting. Like, hey, it's a hell of an adventure, isn't it, to head off to the other side yeah. of the world for a, a gig like that? Um, so, my friend uh, Matt Lovekiss and I, we were writing for the host, so yes. Dr. Vet and Julia. 
And um, that's his last name officially too, the Vet. Oh, it's good. Dr. We Vet. all have funny games. DRC, it was you know Doctor Vet. It was all funny games because <laughs> and because he's got such a cool life. Yes. And to uh, and so we'd always just joke about he's you're not a real doctor. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I'm doctor. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, DRC, what was it, Doctor Vet? Yeah. Um, but um, uh, so we um, we were about I don't know so many hour from um Joburg. Kind of like I think it was kind of like if you if you if you're in Melbourne and you've just flew north for an hour, yes. we we're kind of in that kind of bushland kind of area. Like there was kind of a small town near nearish by, you know, 45 minutes or something. Yeah. Um but you were kind of in the in the in the bush really. Um and they set up um heaps of portables, like about 20 30 portables for all the editing machines and um all the production dudes Gosh. and then there was like this uh I think it's an old r- a Rangers kind of Base. They kind of took over this large room for a, um, a studio control room. Yes, uh, and then they built about five minutes up the road, like an actual studio where Chris and Julia filmed, which was like this two-layered kind mm. of quite incredible thing with a beautiful view. World's best treehouse. Yeah, it was amazing, amazing with these bridges and and that was like about a I don't know that was about three hundred meter walk kind of into the jungle. They built this um, footpath, like mm. a huge production, and and then. Uh, um, the camp itself was about, I don't know, a five-minute walk from where we were working. Yeah, so mm. kind of into the bushland, which got, you know, locked off at, you know, once everybody was in there. I think I had a look around it maybe the week before they came in. Yep. And, um, yeah, it was quite incredible to see how they set it up and then you kind of wandered down the waterfall. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I remember they kicked us off that No, so they sent it off down to the waterfall with Chris and Julia, um, Matt and myself, and... Um, and uh, I'm standing there and going to get in the water. Oh, yes, it's quite spectacular. And then uh, old DRC cracks off the old uh, T-shirt and it's like, oh, God, <laughs> I've got to take my shirt off <laughs> next to that. Ah. Shirt's back on, kids. Yeah, I was nearly I was nearly like a, <laughs> a teenage girl at a high school swimming sport. <laughs> I was going to wear the T-shirt and go in. <laughs> but I was like, no, no. But they're all delightful, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we, there was a resort that we stayed at. We had about three hundred people who kind of mm. worked on it, and um, uh, so we had the and that that this resort, you know, we took it over and um, uh, there were baboons running around and teams of monkeys trying to break into your your room, right. and um, that quite brazen. They'd come right up to you, and you know, if you're having a, I remember having a drink of milk out on the porch, and um, they just ran up to you. They're kind of like. Just waiting for a moment where you're kind of either distracted or you're, the door's open or whatever. And uh, kudu, which are kind of like deer, uh, mm. walking around. They're a bit soft. You get mm. close to them, they run away. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then, yeah, it's fascinating. Um, and but the, other, the what weird thing was, because of the time difference, because we're doing it live back to Australia, yes. that you'd, get, you'd be, you'd start work at like 11 p.m. or something. So you kind of do this... Weird shift work where you, yeah you go through the night and it mm. becomes becomes daytime gradually and um oh and some of the most incredible bugs I've ever seen in my life <laughs> I've no, I don't think I saw the same bug twice <laughs> that weird and wonderful thing because you know lights are around so they get attracted yeah. to the light uh, some of the strangest things I've ever seen in my entire life I'm like what are what are you what are you <laughs> long stick figure things and Oh, so you'd, you'd open, uh, there were some nights you kind of open the door and then have to shut it really quickly because things want to fly in. Yeah. Um, but, uh, oh, yeah, incredible, incredible. Hmm. 
it sounds the complete antithesis of a normal comedy writing gig. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I um, it was it kind of it was heap, it heaps of work by the fact that like, there's you know all these the shows every day and they someone go for like you know an hour and a half. I mm. think an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, yeah, there was the I don't know what we would call it, but there was this kind of plateau, this kind of view. So if you're kind of like um, you know. You couldn't you couldn't argue or you couldn't complain about anything because you like go oh look at this uh, spectacular view and uh and uh yeah and it was really good fun really good fun and you get a bit Stockholm syndrome is it because you're watching these yes. people and um I didn't I I think I, I knew Christy Swan and Joel Creasy but I didn't know anyone else yep and um yeah you kind of feel like you know all these people even though you've never met mm. them and you know all the stuff about them and stuff they've said or haven't said and um. Yeah, you've kind of painted this picture of them, but you—they're complete strangers. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And then, if we flip that back to the weekly, you were part of, I think. Please correct me if I'm mm-hmm. wrong. I think the writers' room that was assembled for the weekly was the largest writers' room in Australian comedy programs ever had. Uh, well, I think. Uh, uh, Oh, it's probably it's probably an in, a different kind of writers' room by the fact that, um, uh, in terms of I suppose how it's been put together, but uh, but it's not like Rove had a lot of people at some stage, but but at the same time, Rove would had a lot of people that were like a day or two a week. Yes, yeah, like I don't think I ever did full time stuff at Rove. I think most of it probably did maybe two days a week or three days a week. Um, but there was a lot of people who were doing that 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 kind of stuff. Yeah, so I think we had be five people full time. And then maybe a couple other people who are doing um, a couple of days a week. Hmm. And does that include Kitty and Tom, who were obviously writing stuff as well? Tom was there um, every day, and uh, Kitty would have been probably in Melbourne a couple of days a week, yeah, to film her own thing. Yeah, Yeah, so she would film her pieces in Melbourne, come down from Sydney for that. Yeah. Hmm. It's... Without trying to make this a TV podcast, I loved the weekly this year. It was so good. I loved oh, Celebrity good. as well. It was a bunch of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but the weekly, I think, hit the right comedic note um, along with the right um, notes of satire and notes on commentary. And you guys worked really hard on that. It really paid off. Well, it's a shame um, our buddy Tony um, um, and Malcolm could have made a move. While we're on air, <laughs> two oh. weeks later. But how spectacular is that going to make the yearly for you guys then? That's true. Yes, yes, yes. And I figure, well, I, oh, I think rough, the, the rough idea was that maybe there'd be a, um election while we're on next year, but I'm not totally sure how that, that might change now. I think people were saying that maybe they were going to go in kind of, you know, April, May or something. But uh, maybe they'll hang around until September now to kind of get those uh, polls back up again. But um, yeah, and I'd be, I'd be curious to see what happens, actually, what we get up to for the, uh, for the, for the, the wrap up. To see um, what our take on that event is, mm. yeah. Found out that Malcolm. One of the first things someone said was, "You're a, you're a c word <laughs> to Malcolm." Someone, one of Tony's kind of advisors, mates, called it out. Hey, Malcolm, you're a c word, <laughs> and that was they said that's one of the first things he heard while pro- while prime minister. Gosh, yeah, that's a bit rich. I don't think that guy's going to get a job. Crazy! It, the whole the whole week politically has. Been oh yeah, it's amazing. The crazy. whole yeah, the whole year. Like it's 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 incredible how the way that you know what is it the third fourth well, what third time this happened? 
Anyway, fourth time it's happening. Anyway, <laughs> very quickly, mm. and um, uh, and just all the, uh, I suppose, blunders. Yeah, all the mistakes, all the. But just incredible too the way that. If you're the PM, your buddy can just knife you, anytime, mm. and just the the running around and the. It's high school. It's like you know, are you on my side? You know, I'll vote for me and I vote for you. Like it's it's. It's a such a bizarre, bizarre world. In podcast time today's Sydney Morning Herald, there's an article that says, "Not since Menzies mm-hmm. has there been an opposition or prime Min- opposition leader or prime minister who has left on good terms." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah, it's quite incredible. Um, also, it's Australia. <laughs> like, really, you know. I, is it really that cool to be Prime Minister of Australia? <laughs> like President of America, that's great. But, you know, oh, g'day, I'm from Australia. Oh, oh I'm Prime Minister. Who cares, mate? <laughs> <laughs> no one cares. Which do you prefer, performing live or writing? Uh, performing live for sure, yeah. Just by the fact it's your own thing. Mm. And... Uh, and uh, I, find, I just find that kind of more interesting. It's more interesting, kind of um, challenge. I think, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to be able to see just how, uh, how I might be able to improve at it, or how good I could get at it, get at it. Yeah, yeah. But that's a that's a, a very long journey. Because you can do it forever, can't you? You sure can. Yeah. So, we'll find out. Come back to me, ten years time. You still shit. Mm, yeah. Sorry, Steve. <laughs> in a, a crisis or an argument are you fight or flight um crisis or argument yeah I'd probably be just not say anything and just deep down inside know that I was right <laughs> yeah no I probably don't cause too much of a fuss yeah um I couldn't tell you the last time I would have raised my voice or anything in anyone. Mm. Oh, I kind of yeah, have no idea. Um, actually, I think I get along with most people. And I think also if you... um, Or I go, I don't like you at all, but I'll be completely cordial to you. Mm. Cordial and uh, not, not liquid. <laughs> and keep all my inner thoughts. And then I will uh, give them a special delivery to my parents. And they'll go, oh, it's okay. <laughs> and I'll keep my mouth shut around anybody else. Also, this little incestuous world that we live in, mm. uh, everyone knows this, everyone's secrets. It's like, I'm going to keep my secrets. I'm mm. going to give them to my parents. And uh, then uh, they they're not they don't know anyone. Yeah. So what's it matter? Yeah. I'll tell them the full story. Your peers think of you very highly that's, in that all of the... Well... All of the people that I speak to, whenever your name is mentioned, they're always... It's not just, oh, he's a good guy, which can be, you know, a platitude. Um, it's, you know, oh, wow, you know, Michael's really interesting. Chambo's a great guy. You'll, you'll love talking with him. All of those kinds of things. Do you find that... Or do you, no, do you think that it's because you are measured about your comments or with and relationships with people that... Mm-hmm that is why people think you're such a great guy? 
Uh, that's that's a very loaded question, and um, it's uh, very embarrassing for you to say stuff like that out loud. But also, not for um, me, it's not. Well, you know, people try not to be a dick. Hey, sure. You know, like I mean, I suppose that's kind of life. Yeah, just try not to be a dick. Yeah. And uh, and there'll be times when you will be a dick. Um, yep. But you kind of, uh, you know, I suppose maybe. Uh, uh, what's it going to help if you shoot your mouth off all the time? You know, yes. it's not going to help anyone. So. Yeah, put it in your little head <laughs> and keep it to yourself. Yeah, I think that's my that would be an idea. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, and they kind of. Um, I know I'm, I'm a. I would like to be more of a kind of uh, upbeat kind of dude. I know there are times where I kind of like, well, I feel like I'm being a grump. Hmm. But then I kind of go, well, I'm not really being a grump. I'm just not talking, and. Well, if I'm not making any bad noises, then that's that's yeah. at least a win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not walking around going boo, but I feel like I'm a, I feel like I might be in a boo kind of mood, but hopefully, not so many people are catching on. <laughs> <laughs> how do you ex- how do you describe your experience of family? Oh, all very pleasant, very pleasant. Yeah, we actually had a big thing last week by the fact we uh, mum and dad sold the old family home. <gasps> Yeah. Wow. So I think it's like 43 years or something. Wow. And um, so it was quite incredible. And they'd, they'd never done it before. They'd never sold a house. So there's like, what's so much stuff you got to do? We didn't really have to do all this stuff. <laughs> Let's not sell the house. It's too hard. Yeah, like it went on for a few months. And actually, it happened quite quickly in the end. But um, uh, so they um, they did that last uh, Saturday morning. And um, uh, oh, they'd gone through all the preparations and the like. And I showed up. They had an inspection. Like fine one final inspection. I yes. walk in there. There's about seventy people walking through the house. I go, get out of here! What are you doing? <laughs> it was really strange. And they brought in all these different furniture to make things look bigger. Oh wow! All the mirrors they do, or the real estate people bring in mirrors every five minutes, and the styling. Yeah, yeah, and um, and then they go off and they do the old thing out the front, and um, yeah, you kind of we go huddle up in the front room trying to listen in, mm. and um, Dad reacted by his nerves by not saying a word and mum reacted by saying every thought she'd ever had <laughs> out loud in a panicked voice. So she just picked up my niece at one stage and just started rocking her. Going, oh, you're my good luck charm. <laughs> and, um, so it was sold at auction? It did get sold, yeah. They were very happy and stuff with the Gosh. price in the end. But uh, yeah, I, I even myself, I I suppose I hadn't thought about it too much, but even just sitting there myself up the front row, it's nerve-wracking as. Mm. And, you, yeah, you're just straining to hear, you know, somebody saying, blah, 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 going once, going twice, going three times, and then someone else will come in. And So I think oh. a couple of people kind of had a bit of a, a battle for it. Um, and then, um, yeah, the strong survived. The but emotion of all of that, like not just the auction, but for for you guys, like yourself, your family and your parents particularly, yeah. that this is the family home. Yeah, it'll be interesting because I suppose what it's about three months before they'll actually kind of hand in the keys. Mm. But um, uh, yeah, and we haven't all we're actually talking about it, my sister and brother. Like we're not really freaking out or anything about it, but I suppose we might get closer to the day. You might kind of go, mm. but we feel okay about it so far. Sure. Yeah, um, it's all a bit of part of life, I suppose. But um, I just hope if um, hopefully you know, no one will knock it down. Yeah. I suppose you want something you can wander by and say at least, you know, that's where I lived. Yeah, fond memory stuff. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, that hopefully, um, you know, not for a long time. That um, or at least while I'm around, and God's green earth. That um, yeah, the 
demolishes don't come in and uh, decide to rebuild something super-duper modern. Had you collected all of your stuff from home, or are there still some boxes? There? There's a few little things. Um, there were things they kind of hadn't made a call on, or, and so they popped a bit of stuff in storage. So there's a few things I've... Yeah, they'd, they'd call me up every now and then. We've got, we've got this, and it's like a old shirt from school or something, mm. you know, that has names written on it. So yeah. there's a few little things like that. I think mainly kind of primary school, high school kind of stuff, little odds and ends that have been collected over the time. Um, so I'll go yep. through that kind of stuff and uh, uh, decide what should be kept or what should be put in my library later on in the year <laughs> in my life. <laughs> my presidential library. Yeah. Your study. Yeah. <laughs> Are you the kind of person that as a kid had, uh, you know, uh, pictures of your favourite AFL player or rock bands and stuff? Yeah, I think it was probably more sports dudes, yeah, and probably movie posters as well. Up on yeah. the wall, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I uh, I think I'm, I'd describe myself as someone who knows a lot about movies but doesn't go. <laughs> 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 so I could tell you a lot about movies and what, hey, what, that, what how much it made at the box office and mm. who made it and the like, but I, I reckon I'd go like once a year. Yep. I think I saw, I don't think I've gone this year. Oh, God. I went to Interstellar last year. Yes. And I think the year before that, I went to something called The Big Wedding, which I, it was on Mother's Day. Wow. And so my sister was like, oh, I want to take my to a movie. And I was like, oh, okay, that's an appropriate kind of movie. Well, it's not appropriate because they say the C word. And then, <laughs> but it's, it was so, it was so hilariously bad. But, uh,. <laughs> It had everyone. It had like Robin Williams and De Niro and Diane Keaton and yeah, uh, it had like four, four or five or six. Like I think Dustin Hoffman might have shown up in it. That'd be true. It wasn't another it? Fockers film, was it? No, no. But it it was a, it's a based on a farce, a French farce. I think it's about it was roughly about a couple getting married, and they had to pretend that. People had to pretend that they were not divorced and people had to pretend that they were more mm. religious than they actually were because right. there was the, the strict kind of Catholic mother coming. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of for, for, for a film whenever anybody walked by Paul, you knew they were going to fall in. Ah, right. So there was a lot of that stuff. But yeah, but I, I just don't go. I don't go at all. It was the film version of Man O' Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Man O' Man. <laughs> What one thing would you change about your life today? Um, I'd like to be, I like to be a little bit taller. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. Nothing huge, like probably six foot. I think I'm say about. I'm, I reckon I'm somewhere like five nine ish or something. Couple so, inches. Couple inches. Yeah, nothing ridiculous. Why taller? Because <laughs> then you just a bit more. Um, Posing when you want to hit people. <laughs> no, no, no. But I don't think that's kind of a masculine thing as well, though. Kind of just tight. So yeah, yeah. So and I've noticed that of late. Yeah, I'm going to be a couple of inches taller. Um, but I really can't complain too much. I really can't complain too much. You know. Um, Wouldn't it make your pants a little bit too short? That's true. I'd need a new wardrobe, wouldn't you? Unless I got like um, uh, heels, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, lifts. What are they called? Lifts. Yeah. Yeah. In my shoes. Yes. Like Tom Cruise would wear Cuban heels hanging or something out with like that. Katie oh, Holmes. you mean proper lifts? Well, yeah, whatever. Yeah, like I mean, pr- get properly made by the finest yeah. onto- fine, Scientologist around. <laughs> <laughs> but doesn't that just lift you higher off the ground? That doesn't fix the length no, of your that's pants. A good point, actually. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, no, I can't say I can't say there's too many uh, too many horrific things. Um, sister's family got yep. a dog. Actually, there's one wish I could have right now is that I could go and see the dog. I'm in Brisbane. <laughs> I'd like to go to Melbourne to see the dog. <laughs> Not your sister or a family, just the dog. Oh uh, yeah, well I've seen them around. Yeah, and, uh, but the, I want to say hello to the new dog, Cyril, named after Cyril Rioli. But um, uh, yeah, so that, that's that, that's a that's a new family adventure. There's the technology now to make you taller. You you could go to Russia yeah. and have your legs broken and extended and all of that sort of stuff, rehealed and so forth. If you had the funds to do it, would you do it? Uh, no, no. Because that would kind of... I'd probably equate that to cosmetic surgery. Mm-hmm. And no, I think, reasonable, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I think cosmetic surgery is probably a bridge too far for me. Yeah. They haven't... They haven't worked it out yet, have they? Cosmetic surgery. They haven't got it right. There's elements of it, but mm. yeah. Like probably boobs. They probably haven't got... Probably got that okay. Like from a, someone does a good job. Yep. And not, not too ridiculous, I suppose. I suppose you can tell. But when it comes to the the facelift, ugh, it's just not right yet, is it? The, some people, I think, take it to an extreme. Oh, definitely, definitely. And and that's where we start to identify. Because mm. I think, you know, good... Plas- this is the difference, isn't it? Good cosmetic surgery, you can't tell. Yeah. You, you just might notice something's different about mm. them mm. Uh, or that they seem more attractive to your eye or, or whatever. Mm. But we... I think we can all spot bad cosmetic surgery a mile away. You don't need a medical degree for that. I think it's doing... Getting your nose done and the like, like that's pretty... F- that's fine by the fact that... That's not really noticeable, but I suppose it's more about the eyes. When people start doing stuff to eyes, mm-hmm. that you kind of begin to notice it. I suppose if you're pulling back the facelift, then the eyes kind of get in trouble. So then you go to widen the eyes, I suppose, to get them back to normal. So that's when it all begins to get a bit chaotic, hey? Yes. Yeah. And then you end up, yeah. And and there should be a cut-off. There definitely should be a cut-off point, like in terms of you've had enough. You've had too much, mate. It's like, you know, someone in a pub. You've had too much, mate. Go stop. Kenny Rogers, got to stop that. <laughs> Jocelyn Wilderston. Yeah, she's the classic, isn't she? That's just, uh, that'd be yuck. That'd be yuck. Ugh. Would you ever get cosmetic surgery? No, no, no. I don't think so. I don't think, I, I don't think I'm being in, in just, uh, I don't think um, it's uh, enough of a uh, concern what I look like. <laughs> <laughs> No, in terms of like you know, it's I I I I, I would I reckon if you were um, uh, actress in LA, yes, every day I think those presses when you see whether it be real or not, whether you know the Renee Zellweger has had work or yeah, whether she hasn't, I have no idea. But just those, the pressure every day to don't you dare age, mate, <laughs> don't yeah. you dare age. It, it would be acute, wouldn't it? Oh, it'd be horrific. It'd be absolutely horrific. Um, so that's why actresses are mad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor loves. What pressures are on you every day? Well, there's a bit I'm doing at the minute right now <laughs> in that I say there is none. I have a life of no responsibilities because I just say like, I just, no partner, no kids. I just have to pay a few bills mm. and um, I, I, I've, and I was just saying the bit, I could literally... I could finish this and I could run to Perth and it just wouldn't affect anyone. 
And that's like... <laughs> Except the people that joined your run to Perth. Well, yeah. Well, I just think I compare myself to Forrest Gump. But it's... um, uh, Yeah, there, there aren't too much apart from my own kind of self-motivation, I suppose. Mm. And what I wish to achieve in life. Um, and um, there's a fair way to go. But um, give it a nudge. Give it a nudge. Give it a red-hot go. Yeah. What can't you tolerate? Well, gluten. That's <coughs> one. That's more of the inside of me. Um, oh, I hate ego with an mm-hmm. absolute passion, but it's everywhere. Yeah. But yeah, any arsehole talking themselves up, I'm immediately just, ah, oh, oh. But uh, I picked the wrong business <laughs> for that. <laughs> Oh, you tell me a story about how awesome you were and I just want to punch you in the face. Every story you're meant to tell is meant to be about how you failed or how you look stupid. Mm. If you do tell now, I'm like, you never tell a story that you end badly, that ends badly for you. Like you, you always come out on top. I go, life can't be that great, mate. And the best stories are the ones where, yeah. oh, and then I fell in the mud and then the horse, you know, kicked me in the face and, oh, we were, everyone laughed at me. It's not like... I rode the horse and won the Melbourne Cup. That's not a good story. I <laughs> 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 want the bit where you get bucked off like the metre before the line. That's the that's the better story. Um, so that would be my main frustration. But I'm oh, so in the wrong business to never have to hear someone's ego. <laughs> yeah. I mean, comedy is, is performing, entertainment is... Like, there's a large proportion of that that is ego simply to survive. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm quite fascinated by that. Like, uh, sometimes you might hear tales or you might meet people or you might, you know, hear stories, people, you know, on the other side of the world, not even my world. But, um, uh, and you go, oh, maybe, maybe this certain quality, yes, personality trait, even though it may not be a positive, maybe that is what. Got them there in mm-hmm. the end, you know. Got them the the successful career. Got them the um, <laughs> the model wife. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, there has to be a certain drive, you, mm-hmm. know. So, you know. Some dudes have you know had these thirty, forty career, year careers. Um, I yeah. wonder, wonder what is it, what, or how you you don't go mad during that time, or yeah, how they get through. How do you temper? We all have ego. How do you temper yours? Um, I I think keeping my thoughts to myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's a weird thing because if you're doing stand up and the like, you kind of it's a weird thing to say. I'm pretty funny, and I reckon mm. I can get a whole crowd to laugh at me. <laughs> it's a pretty arrogant thing to presume, um, and. Yeah, so uh, there, uh, that's the thing. I mean, and I think that's what you've probably seen heaps of the kind of performative. It's a whole thing of like this, like absolute confidence, and yet obviously then the yeah. the uh, earth shattering um, uh, fear or lack of confidence. Um, oh, two sides of a coin, Steve. Oh. Is is your experience of comedy? You there's the stage, Michael, and then there's the. I'm just kicking back with friends. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and I, I, 
Uh, I've noticed that kind of uh, more of late in that, you know, the stage one's just kind of more upbeat. Sure. But I'd say in the wrestling, it's, uh, in the wrestling, I think they stay like, you know, the people who achieved it, it's just their t- personality turned up to 11. Yes. So, you know, The Rock, you know, he's a bit like that, but he also he just turned up to 11 and he becomes the, the, you know, the guy at the middle of the arena. Yeah. So I think that's probably what the stand-up personas are, you know, personalities turned up to 11. Yes. Um, because... Um, uh, yeah, if it was if it was what I was like uh, most of the time off stage, it'd be I don't know, me sitting there with my hand too close to my mouth, and um, <laughs> I'd probably be stroking my stubble. <laughs> <laughs> so I find that relaxing in <laughs> some way. <laughs> How do you? Uh, you strike me as someone who's very contemplative. Um, how do you bust out of that when? you know you need to. Hmm. That's quite interesting. I suppose, yeah, I'm missing a great answer, but I suppose you just, you just have to, don't you? Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely know that I spend far too much thinking about things. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it might hinder decision processes by the fact it's like, oh, you know, because, you know, why not each side? I reckon sometimes my problem is that I can see both sides. Yes. So sometimes, like, someone's a fuckhead, and people are very quick to go, oh, they're a fuckhead. And I go, ah, trouble at home, you know. <laughs> like, I kind of <laughs> yeah. look at that angle. Or yeah. I look at kind of work out things. So, um, yeah, I find that many times, like, people are like, ah, oh, that right, will write something off or someone off. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but if you look at it, like, you know, they, they, you know, they owned a duck when they were three and the duck died, so they're just carrying that through the rest of it. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, if anything, uh, I spend a lot of time, even waste a lot of time, uh, thinking or worrying about things. Can't get out of my head, mate. Mm. What are you going to achieve in the next 12 months? Uh, there's a few things I do want to do, but I, I suppose I shouldn't be blabbing on, but I do... Uh, you know, what I find really interesting is what writing another hour of stand-up because mm. I have no idea where it's going to come from. Yes, but the fact you have your notes and the like, but uh, yeah, that's what I find fascinating. Beginning kind of new writing new stand-up and you go, I don't know how I wrote the last hour, or <laughs> 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 well, you don't know where that came from. Yes, um, yeah. So you diving into that little mix, and there's just a few kind of um ideas I kind of want to tossed around I'll try and get up um, but at the at this stage I've kind of lined up um, doing stuff at the weekly for season two of that and we're gonna skewer and eviscerate mm. and destroy and what's another one they like to say uh, I don't think I don't think anyone said I held a mirror up to it <laughs> 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 yeah there's a lot of it's very funny that internet stuff isn't it mm. Like, it's like anyone, you know, it's like John, for years, John Stewart was eviscerating or, you know, with one yes. tweet, so-and-so destroys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Michael, thank you so much for your time today. No dramas. I really appreciated what you've shared with us. Please also know that I, I, I uh, we that have been listening highly value you and, and I, I really appreciate that you've taken time to speak with us. Wait, is this, the, is this Are You Okay Day? <laughs> no. It's me affirming it's an intervention. you. This is even going online. This is like people are coming. My friends and family are going to walk through the door. <laughs> it's an intervention. <laughs> Very, oh, thanks for having me. 
Our pleasure. My pleasure. Very clearly, you're on Twitter. What other social accounts do you want to admit to? Uh, I think it'd just be Twitter and Facebook, I think. Yeah. Uh, look, I'm, my, my social media attitude is um, uh, I should probably be better at it. I'm not a guy who's on it 24-7. Mm. Um, and I'll I'll try and put a tweet out every now and then. Mm. I mean, I mean, I put out promo stuff, but also I do try and put out a few gags every now and then. Sure. Um, but I just don't know. It's not my constant focus. And then I say, go, oh, I'll write a joke and again. Oh, no one wants to see that joke. Um, but uh, Facebook, I say, is to look at pictures of people I did go out with and people I want to go out with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if, you know, everyone who wants to go on their little holidays and they go off to Bali and they may happen to be wearing bikinis on these pictures, I shall be looking at them. <laughs> This has been Humans of Twitter, and I can confirm that at Chamberlain M is indeed human.